This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. I'm Gordon Monson. He's Patrick Kinahan. PK, what's it like doing the show in the afternoon rather in the in the morning uh what uh do you feel more awake do you feel less awake do you what what, what same thing what yeah probably same thing I, I could do either i mean we do the morning obviously yeah you've been doing that for what's it been now 19 years something yeah, like 19 plus yeah yeah I'm, I'm fine doing it in the morning but you know sometimes in the afternoon you get news during the day and that's fun too you know, all, all time frames time slots have their advantages and i don't like having to go to bed so early yeah and you're pretty religious about that aren't you i mean you you get to you get 10 o'clock unless it's jazz playoff or something like that where i have to have to stay up yeah like last night i was watching dodger padres and it was 1-1 but 10 o'clock game (laughs) a good thing is it went 16 innings (laughs) well pk you've uh in your journalism career you've spent a lot of time covering teams and covering beats and whatnot and right now we uh, have the pleasure of having Norma Gonzalez, the uh, BYU beat writer for the Trib, on our show. Norma, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty darn good. Are you ready for football season to start up uh, in, uh, <laughs> what's it, uh, eight days? I feel like I'm not mentally ready, but let's do this. <laughs> so you came from Tucson? Is that yes. true? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I do the morning show here. I used to work back at the Tribune back when they had a thing called newspapers that came out on your doorstep. Still on Sunday. That's good. And my first job at a college was the Casa Grande Dispatch. Ah, nice. <laughs> so, Norma, how much you, however much you've been underpaid in your career, PK was getting <laughs> 200 bucks a week. No, 210. Oh, 210, sorry. And after six months, wow. I got a raise to 215. <laughs> but I'm also assuming those were much different times from a long ago. No? Yeah, that was back in the fifties, right, PK? That was when you were, uh, you know, riding ponies to work. It and what was nineteen eighty-four, eighty-five. All right, then, before I was born. And then I went up, and they got a job at the Mesa Tribune, and then mm-hmm. moved to nice. California and came to the Salt Lake Tribune in nineteen ninety-three. Yes. So, uh, nice. yeah. So, Norma, uh, you got big shoes to, to fill, I guess, you know. PK was <laughs> oh, yeah, I covered BYU for a number of years. Yeah, you did. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you thinking? What are you seeing? What are you feeling about what the Cougars are going to bring onto the field this year? They, from what I've got from them, they feel like they're ready. They're excited to go. They're ready to go out there. Obviously, I am waiting, just like everyone else, to see how BYU is really able to respond to last year's success and see if there really is any drop-off if at all um, with all the talents that they lost from last year. Obviously, that's not, like, one game won't be enough to tell us, but from one game, we can start to see how those pieces fall into place. Since you have a background in Tucson, are you surprised that the Wildcats have fallen off as far as they have? Um, See, 
so I was in Tucson for just about two years. And I was in Lake Havasu City before that for a little bit more than a year. And in Nogales for a little bit more than a year. So I actually spent like four years in Arizona mm-hmm. with a big tie to the Arizona Wildcats. I got adopted by this extended family that all basically went there and are all alums and all huge fans. And I always felt like, oh, my God, is this what it's like to like be part of like a football family and like be hardcore fans? So it's it's almost weird for me because that was my first experience with like true college football to see them have fall down so much. Yeah. What's the deal with that? I mean, they've never really been consistently good in football. I've been to that campus. I've seen that school. It seems like a really nice place to go to school. Why can't they get quality football players down there organized in a way they can uh, consistently win? I am not entirely sure. I mean, obviously the pandemic had some type of toll on the program last year, just as anyone or everyone. Um, But... I feel like they were they were still going to struggle regardless of the pandemic. Um, Fish though seems very enthusiastic. I still keep um, because you know I follow everyone on social media. I still keep in contact with like my ex coworkers and I see everything that they post. And I saw this article about like football players describing Coach Fitch Fish in one word. I can't even speak today. Sorry. Um, and they're all like, yeah, he's enthusiastic, energetic, and, like, all this stuff. And, like, maybe he will be the guy to turn things around. PK, you talked to him. Yeah, we talked to him. I actually interviewed him today. And I like what he's doing. You know, they haven't hit the field yet. They haven't won any games. <laughs> but someone was a wet noodle and turned everybody off because I've got contacts in the Tucson area. And that was well known. Well, at the same time, Fish is like the opposite. You know, you used to hear about in baseball, oh, he's a disciplinarian, and then you need a player's manager, you know, so they would go the opposite. And I think with Fish, he's got the background for sure, and his uh, articulation skills are really is just enthusiasm. They had a uh, uh, basically a, uh, what, uh, what are their colors? Blue and white, uh, I think, red and white. And they had some, mm-hmm. like a scrimmage last week and he had 8,000 students yeah 8,000 students came out which for the U of A you would have thought that meant they were introducing this year's basketball players (laughs) (laughs) Norm you got to understand that PK is an Arizona State guy he graduated uh, as a devil so that's uh, makes much more sense yeah Yeah, it kind of does doesn't it so would you think that with BYU with their schedule you know always front loaded obviously as an independent that if they want to have the season that they have, want to have, that it's almost like uh, Arizona has got to be a must win. Oh, for sure. I mean, the good thing for them is that this year it's not quite as front heavy for them as like other years, like two years ago when they had the four power fives to start off with. And like now it's just three. And then they have sort of a small break with three top like group of five teams and then another three power five and then two teams that are from, what was it, Big Sky and Sunbelt, and then close off with USC. So they almost have, like, little breaks here and there, but for sure, they're going to have to win Arizona. If they could manage a win against Utah, then I feel like they'd start making that statement early as to, yeah, like, oh, who yeah. they are. Definitely. So, Norma, I asked PK this early in our show. Uh, strengths and weaknesses, can you name... Uh, one or two uh, that you are, are expecting with uh, this particular group? 
Yeah, strings for sure. They're often just so loaded that they're like, they're not even too deep. They're like three deep in some positions, maybe even four deep. So it'll be interesting to see how Jaron does. As I, I feel like it, it was with you guys, I said that like he was my pick. Um, I think he should be good. The wide receivers, I mean, they're loaded. Running backs loaded. Tight ends loaded. So that should be a good strength for them if they can stay healthy. Um, and like maybe where people might have to worry is this defense is all kind of new. They're new names on the starting positions, but like they've been around the program for a while, so they should know what's going on. So it'll just be interesting to see if they can stop the run, if they can really, you know, keep the opponents um, on their heels. And then mostly just if they can stay healthy. Um, during the seven games that Jaron played in 2019, I, I'm not mistaken, I think he got sacked five times. And as we know, two of those caused a concussion, which caused him to leave uh, the two games that he started early. So health will be a big issue all around the team. I think that's an important point that you bring up is that at this stage in Kalani's sixth season, you know, you have to have some depth. And the good thing is obviously in college, you're going to lose guys every year, whether now, especially with the transfer and then also obviously to uh, eligibility and or graduation. Mm-hmm. And the, the, as I see BYU, that they've got some guys that have been in the program, so they're not totally brand new. And so it's like it's their time. And if these mm-hmm. guys can play the way they think, they've got experience in the program that there should be able to be some level of competence because of familiarity with the systems on offense and defense that they should be able to hit the ground running, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. It seems like that offensive line, Norma, is uh, pretty solid with the starters. But uh, do have you gotten a sense for the depth in case somebody gets hurt? Do they have rotation players that they can swing through there, or are they fairly thin? Um, I mean, they say that they do. I haven't really seen that much. But then again, um, not even midway through fall camp, they moved us all to virtual. So we haven't been able to see a lot in person, kind of get a real sense of things. Um, but I guess that, that might be one of their weaknesses in a sense like do they have that depth on the line because they have that depth everywhere else on the offense that receiving crew uh, just really looks good as far as everything i've been able to to establish uh, i mean they they are deep like you talked about there the tight ends are fantastic the running backs they certainly are solid uh yeah i mean their skill position players are really good mm-hmm. in, in my experience covering byu the years that their teams are good are the years when they've got a pretty solid receiving core. Would you agree? I mean, this this group looks good. I mean, I've only been watching BYU the last two years, so I don't have the intel and knowledge that you do. But I don't see how they couldn't have that type of success having such a deep receiving group. So it looks like everything's going to be through Zoom going forward? Um, I actually asked about that today and they said as of right now yes and they're feeling it out but it could change later okay how tough is that as a beat writer norma to uh, not have access to players or coaches the way you normally would it's hard not just from the relationship standpoint because obviously you, you don't get to build these relationships in person but also because online it's just 
almost weird in the sense like you I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like the question format is almost a little bit different. Sometimes we don't have like the ability to just like go off or whatever. And then generally like in the 2019 season, there would be like the general availability. So we'd all be in a scrum together. And then if you had one-on-one, you could go off and talk to a person or whatever. Um, But for the most part, it was like most of the general availability had already passed. So, like, you got what you needed, and then you could go do your one-on-ones, and now they're kind of happening at the same time. Like, I had a call with Tyler Algier literally during the last um, media availability, so I missed most of that. And now I just have to, like, watch videos and see what was said and spend more time trying to catch up on things. Well, Norma, we appreciate you joining us. And, uh, yeah, it's going to fire up now moving forward. So, uh, good luck with uh, with covering the Cougars. Yeah, thank you. Okay, that's Norma Gonzalez, beat writer, BYU beat writer for the Tribune. PK, we're all looking forward to seeing real games, right? We heard Kalani talk about it earlier when he said uh, that the players are all the cliche. They're tired of hitting each other. They're hard, tired of going up against each other. They want to compete, and they want to compete against somebody with a different uniform. I, I don't blame them, man. This is... They've gone into uh, to game prep now, I guess, and I, I think they're all pretty happy to be in that Yeah, condition. football, we get to this point. You know, I've been covering college football for a long time, and every single program, every single year at this point, it's like, get on with it. Yeah. You know, basketball, they'll have maybe have uh, – it, it's different because you can scrimmage and play basketball. Here, you know, you can't touch the quarterback or this or that. And so it isn't as monotonous. And then they have some exhibition games, seems like earlier. Like, for instance, the Jazz, within the first week, they're playing a team. After they have training camp, training camp lasts like three or four days. Yeah. And then you start having some games come along the line, and then you do two weeks of that, and then the season starts. Well, college football, you know, you have all the spring ball. Then you have summer stuff. Then you have the training camp. And it's a grueling sport to practice. So by the time you get to three, week three or four, it's like get on with it, man. You want to have these games. And then it's funny because, at least from my perspective, the games come and then you wake up and it's the second week of November. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just goes by so fast. The NFL seems like it takes a long time to get through. College football, and obviously they play more games, uh, 17 versus 12. Uh, depending on if you have a bowl game or not, or maybe you get a conference game, and if you should be Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, or Clemson, <laughs> you get the playoff. Uh, so you can get up to 15 games. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so it does go it does go by so fast. You know, speaking to uh, what you were talking about as far as the prep goes, I always thought it was interesting that the NFL players get all these preseason games. They get joint practices. They, you know, I mean, and these school kids. They're, they're expected to be in top form the second they hit the field in game one. There is no preseason. That's it. You're just in practice, and then boom, green no. light. And we've seen teams, multiple teams, be 7-7 seven and seven in the NFL and get to the Super Bowl. The Cardinals and Giants. How about the Packers that one year? They won all the road games to get to win the Super Bowl. I don't know what their record I don't is. remember. But the point being is that you could have a bad start and overcome it and still achieve 
uh, as long as you get in and then you know anything can happen to a good degree with that one and done deal it's not that way in college you got to especially for BYU they got to have some level of proficiency right from the start you know Arizona is even though they're down is still a decent test you know they got Pac-12 athletes there's no doubt about it uh, so there I was talking to somebody at BYU just the other night and Don Brown is a their defensive coordinator at Arizona. This guy's been around for 32, 33 years. Comes from Michigan most recently. He knows how to coordinate a defense. He's a veteran guy. And so he's going to put some stuff at you because you know he's been scouting you through and through. So Utah or BYU, I don't think, can just obviously not just show up. They need to be ready to go uh, and put some, put some stuff together. And it's important for them to not just win, but I think they need to win in a nice fashion. You'll take a win any way you can get it, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But it would help for them to build, develop confidence going into that game next the following week uh, against uh, the Utes. You know, Utah's trying for 10. And if they get you a 10, well, then you got to wait another two years before you even play them. Yeah, that's right. That's Jeez. right. Yeah. When's it going to end? So, PK, uh, I agree with what you said. This game against Arizona is is amazing. Relatively speaking, for an independent school that really isn't playing for a league championship or anything, this is awfully important for this team to get off to a good start. If they don't, and you got to play the Utes the next week, how's that going to feel? I asked you the other day, PK, when we were at dinner, I said, do you think the uh, the Cougars will ever beat uh, the Utes again? Now, that's a bit of an exaggeration as far I as do. my question. but. How far apart are the programs? I guess that's what I'm really asking. Well, the programs, I think, are significantly apart. But it's not the programs playing each other uh, in a little over two weeks. It's this year's version of the Cougars and this year's version of the Utes. And so there's question marks. The Utes are not without questions. And you're getting them, I actually think, from BYU perspective, this particular year, it's probably better to get them early then later so that plays into their favor venue doesn't matter too much because it doesn't seem like it matters with this uh, rivalry where the game is played uh, and i think venues actually overrated anyway uh, I, I just i don't put a lot of stock in that uh, so uh, the programs are they're a big gap but maybe this year like last year last year would have been the ideal year for BYU to play Utah because Utah had just sent all those guys to the NFL and you had future NFLers as we've come to pass come to pass we've seen and you had Zach Wilson that would have been a good time to play them last year don't know what would have happened we can just what's guess. your best guess uh, given the fact that Utah had so many new dudes I would have liked BYU's chances to finally end the streak but I don't know that they would have. That's just that's exactly what it is. It's a guess. Uh, so we'll that's an educated out. guess, though. But you kind of uh, yeah. I'm going by the it, the circumstances dictated that that's probably the closest the programs had ever been since Utah got it going after a couple years in the Pac-12. And I think BYU lost out on some kids. You had a combo of Utah elevating its program to a very high level and BYU dropping down the independent. At that point, like, gosh, four years, five years into Utah's Pac-12, BYU's independent, the gap was enormous. Yeah. Uh, So 
got to give Kalani a little bit of time. And this is his sixth year. He's had enough time. We're done with you got to give him time. He's got yeah, time. He's yeah, had time. He's had time. So it's now time to deliver. Uh, I think they have a decent chance. But for me, I'm going to pick Utah until I see otherwise. Yeah. The seasoned uh, quarterback like Zach Wilson was last year, the way he played, that, that just goes so far to creating a successful record. I mean, we saw it. I think we, they would have had a good season last year no matter who they played, if they would have played their original schedule. That uh, that offense thrived knowing that he was uh, in control. And that, that's what's so interesting about Jaron Hall. And how, how long will it take him to, uh, to establish – Maybe not at Zach Wilson level, but at a level where guys all look at him as their leader, a guy who can pull them out of trouble when necessary, a guy who can take them to victory. Yeah, I'm intrigued to find out. Are you going to buy a little bit of gear here? Oh, yeah. I, I have enough jazz gear. I have, I have a couple jazz hats, and there's one green hat that I really, really like. I bought it years ago when we took the jazz folks, the fans, down to Mexico figured i better have some jazz gear so i bought that hat and i actually it's a green and i really love that hat but i'm looking at right now we're out on the plaza and they got a summer sale and uh, you can buy jazz gear and have it be reduced as much as 75 percent off you heard that right and they've got a couple hats over there that i'm looking at right now because it's outside it's like a sidewalk sale look at all these people yeah, yeah, they've been, and this has been a steady, steady stream of folks have been coming. And it'll go through Saturday, too, so if you can't get down here today, you got tomorrow, you got Saturday. Saturday, they're going to have a face painter, a chalk contest, win a free custom jersey to the winner, man. How about that? You're going to have a contest for kids, a contest for adults, registrations from noon to 2, contests that will be open until 6 p.m. Fire department's going to come down. Kids can see the fire trucks. That's on Saturday from 3 to 4. Here we've got, as I said, 75% off. Not 50, 75% off. Cornhole, they've got a half uh, court out there with the sport court. And you can spin the wheel, chance to win prizes. And I've been seeing everybody's been doing that. And right now they're ringing up. they got two guys taking your uh, merchandise to ring it up and they've got two of them both of them are full right now get on down man the season's going to be around the corner and gordon monson is bullish bullish i say on the jazz success this year he loves the jazz's chance uh you do what's wrong with that within reason i mean you make it sound like i'm out there, you know, proclaiming that they're going to win the NBA title. <laughs> I, I never said that. I said you're bullish on the team well, isn't being that, well, good. Isn't that what that means, though? I mean, winning the NBA title. Why do you get so sensitive about that? It's okay, man. <laughs> you think the team's going to be good? What's wrong with that? Yeah, I do think that'll be good. I don't yeah. understand that. Why is that so bad? Because the way you say it, I think it's in your delivery. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. I don't get it. We, yeah, quit saying yeah and explain yourself. Quit waving flags and, and marching in parades. No one is saying good. that. I'm just saying you're bullish on the team's talent. That's all. Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with that, man? There's, there's not one thing wrong with that. I know. PK, when we come back, Urban Meyer is making waves in the NFL. And this is something that I want to see what your opinion is. I love me, uh, Urban. Apparently, some of his players have had it up to here. Tough. With the former Utah coach. We'll, 
We'll get to that and other stories coming up next. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. BYU opens their 2021 college football season against Arizona a week from Saturday. Kalani Sitake was asked if he has a specific position group he is concerned about just over a week out. I've had concerns other years where it's just like, oh gosh, what are we going to do at this position and have to shuffle so many people around. Now we're, we're doing a little bit of shuffling because there's a lot of experience and guys that, that are pretty smart and know how to play different positions. And that's a, more of a convenience than anything. So we're going to keep working with that. And But right now, I, I can't say that there's a position that I, I'm really concerned about right now. This Cougars at 30 update brought to you by Homie. Finally, the way real estate should be. Full service, local agents, and you will save thousands. Homie, a better way to buy or sell. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. PK, I'm going to take my forehead and slam it against this uh, sports zone, uh, 1280-97.5, the zone table as we speak. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to slam it. Here, let me uh, video that. That'd be fun to be- watch. Because I just got a text from our good friend Hans, and he said, do you really think the Jazz are going to win a championship this year? <laughs> oh, he's just busting you. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know to who, who to hate more, you I'll or him. give it to him. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you get so sensitive about that stuff, man. You've been doing this for 100 years. What do you care what other people think? It's radio. Come on. It's like you always say. I don't know. You think, how much you think I really care? I don't know. I don't. All right, uh, PK. Uh, reports coming out of the Jaguars preseason camp that Urban Meyer is rubbing some of his players the wrong way. They won one game. He should. I am shocked. That, I mean, they, they say they're tired of the college atmosphere. Oh, that was so predictable. <laughs> you knew they were going to say that. Yeah, but do you think there's some truth to I it? I don't care. They won one game. They sucked. They were an embarrassment to the state of Florida. But isn't this exactly what people thought might happen? Ron with DeSantis Urban? doesn't even want to talk about him. It's <laughs> great. Okay. I know you don't like that guy. Uh, yeah, he seems a little wacky. Yeah, maybe. he's a Republican. I got it. Um, <laughs> who cares what they think? Win games. Yeah, but you've got to, as a coach, you've got to win your players over. Uh, this is the NFL, man. Who says they're going to be his players next year or the year after? <laughs> well, not at this rate. But well, I, they're not any good. But don't you think he would be sensitive to this heading into that? Oh, no. Because, because no matter what he did, that was an easy excuse. It's a lazy way to complain. The college atmosphere because he's never coached at the NFL. Blah, blah. You could have a whomever. And Saban coached the NFL. So D- Dabo Sweeney. And they Saban would say was this, horrible at the NFL right. level. They would say the same thing. If you don't have any pro experience, they're going to go and rip you for that. Yeah, and Saban got to Alabama and got a bunch of great players, and look at them now. Right. 
But that's a different environment. Right, but it's about the players. And these players weren't any good. That's why they had the number one pick. So if you're running around winning 10 ball games a year, then complain. You're lucky to be in the NFL. You're barely in the NFL at Jacksonville. That's a good point. I mean, play half your games in London, don't it you? It just seems like that that Urban, if this is true, and I don't know whether it's true, I'm just going off of the reports of what the players a are saying. A predictable report. Well, maybe so, but uh, if I'm Urban Meyer and I'm heading into an environment like this with professional athletes, I'm going to be keenly aware of this particular issue. It was going to happen no matter I, I, what. Look, I have nothing against the coach getting after his players and wanting them to perform and no. be professionals and whatnot. But if the players get the feeling like you're treating them like school kids. They, but they, no matter what he did, they were going to go and latch onto that. It's a crutch. It's like some people in this town. No matter what that those people do in that big building over there, there's going to be people that hate them. They could give puppies to everybody. And they could visit the hospitals for kids for cancer every day and pay for all their hospital bills. And there'd still be a significant portion of the population who goes on the watchdog, on the comments, and rips the crap out of them. PK, I think this is a, that's a bad analogy. No, it's the same thing. No, they, no, were, it's they were going to go Nobody and knew this was going to happen. Oh, bull or, crap, I mean, Yeah, I mean, they, well, yeah, it's predictable. <laughs> but if it well, only, if but no, only if, if it was going to happen. You know it was going to happen. Why, that's why you go in there and you you have a certain so sensitivity. So the No, that's not what I'm saying yeah well that's don't what they treat, wanted but don't treat them like kids okay treat you don't even like know men. how they were treating them you already i'm just i'm it. just going off of the reports coming out of the players then they must be true that's that's one side of a report so it must be 100 percent true there's no wheel room those reports represent the entire 100 accuracy of truth and that's ridiculous all I'm, all I'm doing is uh, I can't verify this but all I know, i'm but saying you're taking it as truth well, so every single guy on his staff this has zero pro experience. No, I, I don't know whether. Yeah, but one guy is the guy who's running the show, and they all know that. And they're this is something. That's why they know that. I, look, PK, a, I don't know if this is true or not, but all I'm saying, if I'm Urban Meyer and I'm heading into a new environment like that, I am going to be. I'm not going to soften, but I'm going to be aware that I need to treat these players like men, not like school kids. And he had a lot of problems when he first came to Utah, and he went 22-2. and two. That is true. A lot of the guys wanted to quit. <laughs> you there to win games, or you there to make friends? <laughs> I don't think the Jags are going to win a bunch of games this year. And that was one of the most interesting things about Urban uh, signing his, what was it, $10 million a year contract or something? Because in the past, he's always been able to pick and choose places that had better players than the p- teams he was playing. Well, that's not the case here now. He knows so, that. So we're going to see you. He's not going into this. Well, gosh, I, wow, these, this team sucks. What was I thinking? I mean, I'm sure he when I saw him through when, and through. Look, when I saw him on the sideline during a preseason game, he looked pissed off. He ought to and, be. Well, I mean, but it's the preseason. Establish the culture and attitude <laughs> now, man. He's got full reign. You do what I tell you, and you'll be successful. You don't, and you're a loser. Get out of here. I want nothing to do with you. Set the standard today in the preseason. What are you just going to sit there? Oh, it's the preseason. (laughs) We'll turn it on when the season. No problem. Don't worry about that. Come on. He's got a massive job. This is the most difficult job he's ever had. I don't know about Bowling Green. I don't remember Bowling Green. I know he did well at Bowling Green. 
but we know what happened here, Florida, Ohio State. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, Florida, he just recruited a bunch of convicts, and they won. Uh, Ohio State, I could coach Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, so here it's a massive job that he has to do. That's why, man, I was surprised he did it because yeah. he had a pretty cushy job uh, yeah. with the television. And, and, and he was uh, almost unassailable at that time other than a few poor decisions he made as a college coach. But, uh, oh, but there, there had been enough time. And let's call it college. College. It's about the student athlete. Yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> He's hired guys are smacking around women. Yeah. And, and they would have hired him someplace else if he wanted. Jacksonville had no problem. He's smacking around women. That, that's atrocious. It shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't be uh, acceptable. But tolerated. Thank you. A uh, guy just walked by and gave me the thumbs up. He was listening to us uh, as he pointed to his headphones. So, And he's by, but he'll be, he's behind there. You can't see him now. Yeah. He distracted me a little bit. Right. But, I mean, we see plenty of guys get back. Jason Kidd had an issue. Yes, he now did. he's coaching the Dallas Mavericks, right? So what, what do they do on that? So my point is he probably could have got past that, and he could have picked, you know, SC or something, maybe not but probably a better situation. So I'm energized and excited for him going to the bottom because if he gets his team up to the top, it'll be one of the best coaching jobs of all time. And he'll be recognized as a top-level, one-of-a-kind coach at both college and pro. If he does it now, it's a huge if, I grant you. I grant, and it's a big risk because if he fails or if his teams fail, then people will look at him and say, "Yeah, he's good with the kids." But yeah, but I mean, you just said Saban sucked. Yeah, and how's he viewed? And like when Nick Saban speaks, everybody just in hushed tones. <laughs> Nick Nick Saban said something. You know what I mean? So what type of risk is it? Is it like Jordan going to the Washington Wizards? You Who think that horse is in the barn already? Ah. Uh, for 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 college, mm-hmm. but how many guys have succeeded going from college to pro without any pro experience? Pete Carroll went pro college pro, yeah. and obviously at Seattle he's mm-hmm. done a phenomenal job, right? But does that really count? Because he was in the pros as a head coach, went to college, built that thing up incredibly at SC. It's going to be fascinating to see. And plus, he didn't go to a big time media market, which I guess could be. Uh, for better or worse. Yeah, it might be a good thing. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. One last thing before we uh, go to break here. Did you see the story about Packers wide receivers? Is it Devin Funches? Is that Devin Funches played at Michigan, yes. He yeah. was one of their star receivers for the Michigan Wolverines. Well, he injured his hamstring severely, and now it's likely that he will miss the entirety of his third straight NFL season. Three straight years being out, missing the season. And, PK, you talked about earlier about stick and being tough and fighting your way through. Man, I, this is one of the things about sports that I've noticed is that so often when these athletes get injured, we just assume, okay, he blew out his knee, he'll rehab it, he'll be back. They don't, we don't see or consider those lonely moments where the guy is out there busting his hump, trying to heal up and get ready to play again. To have that happen three straight seasons, it's just pretty hard to comprehend. And I understand we're not talking about life-threatening stuff here, not to my knowledge, but we are talking about a guy's profession, and he's obviously got some talent. He does have and, talent. And oh, he's yeah. uh, injury after it. It reminds me a little bit uh, of uh, 
Oh, I, I can't remember his name now. For what? Who? Uh, Dante Axum. You know, oh, I mean, some... this guy's getting hurt again and again and again, and we just assume, okay, fight back and you'll be fine. But, man, you got to wonder about something yeah, like that. I felt for the guy. Bunches, yeah, great receiver at Michigan, big kid. Uh, I think he went with uh, Carolina, and now he's, what, Green Bay, you say? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just, that sucks. Injury sucks, and there's, there's no, no doubt about it. All right, we'll uh, put a wrap on the uh, – the hour coming up in, uh, with our next segment. Maybe PK will, you know, PK, maybe you should. Man, would you favor us with a song? Can we you know, vote? We haven't, heard, we haven't heard you sing in a while. You want me to sing? Yeah, a little yeah. karaoke. Uh, yeah, make re- make requests right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, let's do that. Lady Thank Marmalade you. next. <laughs> okay. Stay with us. We'll be right back. PK, uh, tip of the cap to you. Thanks for sitting in today. I appreciate that. And Austin has had a lot of fun back in the studio uh, taking care of us. Okay. Yeah, right on, man. Uh, How much do you love PK, Austin? Uh, More than words. More than a woman. Are you going to sing a song Saying I love you. <laughs> That's a pretty song. Oh, man. Was... We should have a sing-off between you two. Nah. I, I mean, Austin, you're a professional. I'd prefer a dance. <laughs> <laughs> when you used to slow dance out on the out on the floor, did, were you a, on the slow dances, were you a wraparound guy or were you a hold hands and put your other hand around the waist? Were you a bear hug guy? No. <laughs> no? No. Austin was. Okay, good oh, for no, him. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I treat... Uh, Cooties. Everyone with the <laughs> utmost respect. Dude. Hand out, arm around the waist. I'm telling you, I'll bet you were that guy that played her backbone like a, like a saxophone. <laughs> okay. Austin is uh, ordering us off the air. As is the FCC. (laughs) I appreciate that. All right, stay with us. We have lots of good stuff coming up in the next hour. Stay tuned. Doc Talk comes your way next on 1280 AM The Zone. 97.5 will have the rest of the big show. That wraps up another big show. PK, thanks a lot for sitting in, man. It's doing double duty today, doing two shows, and you didn't even flinch. You didn't. You didn't gasp for breath. You didn't. You just powered straight through. Proud of you. Going straight to bed. Eight o'clock tonight. <laughs> you feel sore at all? You feel. Uh, you know. You feel weak. You feel spent. You feel. I'm a, I'm a little tired. I, I did one of my harder workouts today. But the the radio that that was. Well, that's on top of it. No, normally I go to I go home I go home, go to the gym, come home, take a nap. I didn't take the nap today. Power nap, huh? Mm-hmm. I usually sit on the uh, lazy boy, recline, go about twenty minutes. Is that all? Yeah, I'm not a big sleeper. I, I wish I could go longer, but have you ever just uh, just gone longer and no. just no, never. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe 30, 45 tops now in the, in the after. I don't know that I'd want to. 
might throw me off for the next night. <laughs> so that you can't sleep yeah, at night. Yeah. You don't want to get into that. Yeah, my, I always fall asleep very quickly, but my problem is I get up so early. I always wake up like an hour before I need to. Sometimes I go, when I was doing the show at home, I would go to the gym in the morning and shower and be ready to go. That was awesome. I loved doing that. When you were doing the show in the morning from home, were you yes. wearing a robe? No, I just said I would shower. And so I'd put on regular clothes. No, I tried not to do that. I tried to simulate being in the studio. So I was not doing it in uh, bedroom attire. No, I, wouldn't, I would not do that. I would try to be ready to go as if it was normal. Okay, so I want to get your prediction about what we're going to see in week one with uh, the Cougars and Utes. Uh, obviously, Utah is playing Weber State. Uh, does Weber have a chance to make this competitive in uh, any Early way? on. Early on, yeah. I mean, Jay Hill's done a phenomenal job. He's a good coach. But you're talking top-level Pac-12 team. How many times do Pac-12-12 team, Pac-12 top-level Pac-12 teams lose to Big Sky? Yeah. I don't know that it's ever happened. You know, well, Leach had some issues a few times when he's at Washington State, but I don't think that they were pack, uh, top level. The Utes are. So I'm expecting both quarterbacks to play, get Cam Rising in some real time. And, you know, I'm going to be watching. The the one, number one thing I'm going to be watching is the running backs to see who uh, separates himself. Because if you remember last year, USC, Ty Jordan didn't even, I don't think he got double-digit hand uh, carries, but he separated himself. And after you look at it, man, this kid is yeah. the best kid out there. Yeah. And obviously he proved that. So... Uh, and that was against SC, so it's a little bit different. Uh, so let's see what happens there. And for BYU, I think it's important for them to win by, like, 20. Hmm. Have a nice, comfortable win. Yeah, against the team, they should be better than All right, we thank uh, Chris Camrani for joining us today. John Beck joined us. Uh, Norma Gonzalez of the Tribune joined us. And PK, you're first as a daisy all the way through. <laughs> I appreciate that. And you're looking very dapper today, too. That's the thing. Zoo time. You coming to the zoo? I want you at the zoo. Company party at the zoo. I better see your butt at the zoo. Petting the hippopotamuses. You got got a couple tickets for me? I do, man. They're on me, man. All right. Let's go. All right. Tally Hill. Wait. (laughs) What do you say when you go to the zoo? Uh, watch out for the Crocs. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. And you can join PK and DJ first thing in the morning. So do that and stay with us all day on a Sports Friday tomorrow night.